Welcome to Legacy Messages by Dennis Kiesler. I'm Wendy Buffington, your host. For the few sermons I've been able to upload, I have reduced the file size by deleting the music. However, in this episode, I want you to hear the music because it is my grandmother, Frances Kiesler, playing the piano and singing. She was in ministry right beside my granddaddy, for many, many years, as far back as I can remember anyway. And so I hope this ministers to you as much as it does to me. That's my wife to come back to the piano and let's sing This is Holy Ground. We're delighted that you could come to worship the Lord with us today. And for some, it's quite an emotional Among those that are present, and I regret so much that I don't recall names, but I remember when the snow was on the ground, Joe and I drove into North Carolina to conduct a a funeral. Joe Phillips and his aunt, Levy, Brother Jess's sister, her husband is with us today in the audience. I know the song that we sang, Precious Memories, brought back the, you know, that beautiful memory of their years together. There's been a lot of separation. There's been a lot of uh, hurts through the years. But folks, it's not over. We're headed to a country where there'll be no more hurts, there'll be no more stress of any kind. And I just want to thank the Lord for the opportunity of coming and being quiet for a while. And as Brother John in teaching the class today, when he concluded teaching about worshiping the Lord, and he made the statement, when the rubber meets the road, and the real clinch of worshiping and serving God is in our homes. It's so easy to come here and kind of brush aside the problems that we have encountered, even though we bring them with us. And it's hard to, to bring, you know, to completely forget them. But we can talk we can communicate, we can fellowship with such great ease. It's so easy for me in an atmosphere like this to be very tender and reach out to that person that's hurting and and hurt with them. But when things are, you know, frustrating and through the week, Things aren't going right. Maybe we don't have quite that beautiful spirit that we can have when we come together. So I just thank the Lord for this reprieve. It's kind of a it's kind of an oasis in the wilderness. We can come together on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, and we can love one another. We can worship the Lord. 
We need this. This helps us. It helps me. But out there, when things are rather difficult, that's when we need it too. We must have it. Many things could be said this morning. Let's sing and worship the Lord together. This beautiful song that this is holy ground. I can feel his divine presence. And whether I can feel it or not, it is holy. This place has been dedicated to him. This is holy ground. We're standing on holy ground. For the Spirit is here. And where he Standing on holy ground, for the Spirit is here and where He is holy. This is holy ground. special days that we like to place emphasis upon, this being one of the days that's set aside as Father's Day. Recently we celebrated Mother's Day, and uh, normally... Under normal circumstance, there's more carryings on over the Mother's Day than there is the Father's Day. And I think that that's right. I think that the mother, my personal feelings, is a such great value, there cannot be enough emphasis placed upon the value of the mother that has the opportunity, perhaps more so, maybe not now in this age as it was in other days, 
But uh, generally speaking, the mother has more influence over molding the little one's lives and directing the children because as uh, it has been, the father is normally the one that's the breadwinner and he's out working, comes home. And, but nowadays in this uh, liberated age when equal rights and all the various things and to be quite honest, I think that course it doesn't matter what I think maybe but we are in a dilemma our world is in a mess and I feel like weeping I feel like crying I feel like seeking the face of God more and more because we're in trouble but when I think of the fact that the day's not over yet and this is not the end but we're working for that beautiful time when all of this shall end. I don't know. I have many, I have many thoughts that I'd like to endeavor to portray to our minds this morning or bring to our attention. But uh, inasmuch, and you perhaps are expecting me to mention and talk about the fathers, and uh, of course it's a very, very needful thing, but and uh, so many things in, in my mind about the value of a father and uh, the responsibilities of a father. We could just imagine in our minds, and let's look at it from this angle for just a moment. And I'm not going to hold you lengthy. I will be conscious of the fact that you would like to spend or visit with your parents and those of you who are fortunate enough, as my wife said earlier, to have them living and you could visit with them. But I would like for us to think in this uh, manner, the value of a father. Well, and uh, I'd like for the fathers to read the book of Proverbs. There's a tremendous amount in the book of Proverbs. And I will not uh, endeavor to begin to cover all the bases. But in the uh, very first chapter of the book of Proverbs, I would like to I would like to point out a very good characteristic of a father or of a man. And of course this is applicable to all of us, men and women. And uh, I'd just like to read that fifth verse. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. And I had thought of using that same topic that I used back at the uh, Christmas holidays, talking about wise men, and I used as my topic then, wise men seek Jesus still. That was very appropriate, and that's very appropriate now, that wise men 
seek Jesus. So the fifth verse of the first uh, chapter of Proverbs said, A wise man will hear and will increase learning and attain to of understanding, shall attain to wise counsel. And then the seventh verse, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The eighth and ninth verses, let's read those. My son, hear the instruction of a father, and make not the law of thy mother, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be ornament of grace unto the head. And chains about thy neck. But this particular angle that I would like to share with you that that the Lord I feel impressed upon my spirit. I was searching for for something and just meditating and thinking and and then I thought of Joseph. that uh, was engaged to that beautiful virgin, Mary. And when it was made known that she was with child, she was pregnant, she was with child, they had not been married. My, what a slanderous thought that was. Out of wedlock. And, uh, Joseph in his heart, he said, I can't. This will just have to be annulled. Our engagement will have to be annulled. But you know the beautiful thought that came to me, that Joseph, I'm talking about a wise man now, that Joseph was living close enough to God to hear. You see, God spoke to Joseph and said, Don't you don't don't worry about this. Said that that's conceived of her is of the Holy Ghost. Don't be afraid to take her as your wife. And when we think of a, a wise man living close enough to God, when his world falls apart. When everything looks like goes wrong, he's totally devastated. What am I going to do? What is the public going to think? How am I going to cope with this situation? But a wise man, a man that loves God, a man that is close enough to God, can receive instructions from God. And this, I think, is the gist, really, of my message, what I wanted to get across to this audience, not only to the fathers, but to the mothers, when we are faced with dilemmas that are totally impossible, if we can be close enough to our Father... As the song, and I love that so much. They did such a beautiful job. And I too want to say amen to what John said. 
Or if there's something you can't handle, if you want to talk to us about it or to anybody. And isn't it wonderful that children can go to their fathers and say, Daddy, I need some help in this area. I'm up against a problem. And all my heart goes out to those children who cannot who cannot go to that daddy simply because that daddy does not have an open line to heaven and that daddy is not living close enough to God to help that boy or girl. And my heart goes out to anybody that goes to somebody else for words of comfort. And that individual that is contacted for words of comfort, that individual, be it me, or Travis, or Jesse, or George, or Charles, or Dwight, or Stanley, anybody in the audience, Whoever it is, if somebody comes to you, somebody comes to me for words of comfort, their load is too heavy to carry, and they need some counsel, they need some understanding, they need some help, they need some comfort, and we are not close enough to God to hear and to give counsel. But just think what would have happened. Of course I know that God would have, He would have done something. But supposing Joseph had not been close enough to God to have gone ahead and, and said, it's alright Mary. Let the critics say what they want to say. Let the rumors fly. I'm going to take you as my wife and I'm going to love you and I'm going to care for you. And we're going to have a happy home. And you see, Jesus was nurtured and raised as a little boy. And I don't know, there's just something about little boys and little girls that just turned me on as expression. I went up last uh, Thursday night to see two of my grandsons play in the all-star team. Billy is with us today. Billy Poe is right here. That's my oldest grandson. And Rodney was there. And uh, that was just so beautiful. But to sit there, and I've never had this opportunity much, folks. It's about the second time ever in my life that I have gone to something like this. And I think I've missed out on a lot. But to see those little ones up there and the little girls that were also on the all-star team the helmets on, and then when they would get up there, and they would, oh, they'd really swing, you know, and they'd run around and come back and make a, you know, come back across the home base and pull off that little hair and fall down, and how sweet and how cute they were, how precious. And I saw some of the little ones, my little grandson, he, Cassidy, he had to have a glove, a batting glove. He had to wear that thing all the time. Outside, of course, he's too little to play. He didn't play like Billy and Rodney. But he had to wear that. Well, these are beautiful things. 
And I can just imagine Joseph taking care of Jesus when he was just a little bitty boy. to have cuddled Jesus in his arms, to have protected, to have been living close enough to God. When God spoke to him and said, take your wife and your child and, and flee to Egypt because Herod's out to kill. And you remember the total devastation of in that time when he killed all the children, the little boys, the male children, two years and down. You remember all of that that happened? Joseph was wise enough. He was close enough to God to listen to the voice of God and to have the wisdom that God gave him to protect his son. And then he lived close enough to God when God spoke to him. He brought him back near a hole, back to Nazareth. And they're raising. Well, my message this morning is, Dad, hey, let's get close enough to God. Let's live close enough to God that we can offer counsel, that we can bring and, and be that that we need to be, and to offer directions and wisdom and guidance to our families. How important it is, not only for the daddies, but for those of you that are not fathers. And then those of you ladies and those of you mothers, those of you young girls and boys, it's so good for us to live close enough to God that we can hear the voice of God, that we can receive instructions from God. We can be wise. And then I wonder if there's I don't know, I'm going, to, I'm going to close. I wonder in this audience. You see, I think God has placed a very special burden upon my heart. All for the use. To talk to men and women about their personal relationship with Jesus. And I wonder if, if in this audience, there is a man... Or there's a woman, there's a boy or a girl, and you haven't really caught the glimpse of the importance and the value of being close to Jesus. Oh, we could perhaps talk for a long time about various ones in the Bible. Elkanah, you remember in his life, Hannah. When she prayed for a son. And Samuel was born. Just think of that father that provided the fatherly instruction. The support to that family. Taking the role as leader in that home. God help us men to rise to the challenge. Not, listen, let me, let me tell you this. Did you know that God has created you? He created me out of the dust. We're nothing. And then the woman, he took from the side the rib, and then he made it, he formed the woman 
to be right alongside the man. He didn't take the woman out of a bone from our foot to be walked over. Neither did he take a portion of our head that she should be the head of our foot. No, she's alongside. And how important it is that we seek the Lord and recognize our proper place in our homes and raising our children. But I'm wondering this morning if there's an individual in this audience and you haven't experienced you haven't experienced that total submission to God. You cannot be classified as a real wise person because a wise man or a wise woman seek Jesus. A wise individual, whoever it is, they seek Him. There's a challenge for us today. And I don't know your personal relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're just a newborn Christian. Maybe you just started and you're needing help. And the smart thing to do is to keep the altar still and keep rededicating your life to God. Keep asking God, and, and oh, how wonderful to have a time of prayer, a time of scripture reading in the home. There's so many areas that we have kind of let down. God's a forgiving God. But wise men still seek Jesus. But where would we have been if Joseph had not been close enough to God to hear his voice protecting Mary, being the father to Jesus? Well, I'm sure that I'm sure that that it there would have been some another source, but how wonderful. How wonderful. Let's live close enough to Jesus that we can receive direction from Him to help us in our decisions of life. Would you bow your heads with us, please? Every head bowed. It's still early yet. And I want us to, young boys and young girls, daddies, sons, daughters, as our heads are bowed, and as we're pondering just what would have happened if Joseph had not lived close enough to God have been able to have heard the voice of God, to have been able to took Mary as his wife, and then when the child was born, to have been able to hear the voice of God again, say, Joseph, take your wife and your baby and flee to Egypt. You see the benefit of deadest knowing the Lord. The benefit of others knowing the Lord. The invitation is open. 
this is Father's Day. I don't know your personal relationship with Jesus. But the invitation is given. The altar is open. And mamas, daddies, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, anybody, would you like to come to this altar this morning and see his face? Oh, I sing that song, Lord, to be like to be like Jesus. This altar is open. If you're not the man that you feel that you need to be, it takes a courage, it takes a back home to be that man that needs this altar. God bless you. Just get up from there singing, God, and you need to you. You want to come? You want to come and you in this altar? My, how much, how much we need to be like Jesus, God, bless us all. I thank the Lord so much for His face of God. God bless you, brother, how God bless you, Brother Holy. Darling, how wonderful. To recognize our need to be like Jesus. Thank you for telling me. Oh my goodness, how much we need. Come on to this altar, all of you, the real. Just tell God bless these young girls this time. God bless these young like To be like Jesus. Come on, those who are like the tears. Just get up from your singing time. That's good. That's good. That's good. How much do we need? To be like Jesus. Oh, just to be like Jesus. God sees. This is your day. This is your day. Amen. Thank God forever. Thank God forever.
I've had lots of experiences with people, and I thank the Lord for every one of them. But as I laid my hand on the Sheila, now that's that's the name, isn't it? Sure. Shelly. Okay, Shelly. As I laid my hand on Shelly, and the little lady that was sitting that was sitting right close to, to Shelly and had her hand there. And I had my hand on and I kept I thought I kept feeling something the tears dropping hitting the top of my head. And I thank the Lord for tears like that. I, I just I love the Lord when He speaks to people's hearts. And I think Shelly wants to say something and then the well, maybe it's difficult for them to say something. I want both these girls to stand up and, and give a word of testimony together. Come on, girls. Amen. be seated. Now let's give the Lord a hand for that this morning. That's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. Thank God forever. Thank God forever. God help all of us. And there's so many more of us. You see, we, we try and sometimes things don't, don't always pan out and we, we go back. And it's so easy to confess twice. And as I told these precious girls here, I said, it took a lot of courage for you to step out and come down and kneel and to feel the tears, the hot tears as they splattered on the back of my bony hand. It took a lot for them, you know, to humble themselves for that. But it's going to take more. Now listen to me. It's going to take more than what it took this morning when they're out there in the heat of the battle, when they're out there in the face of temptations, it's going to take more of the grace of God for them to say, I'm confessing Christ. No, I'm not going to participate in this. I'm not going to go to this place. My life has changed. And to stand up and confess twice as they have this morning is so wonderful. But it's going to take more of the grace of God when they're out there, wherever they are, in school or on the job or, or when they're tempted to say, no, I'm a Christian. I want you to believe that it takes more of the grace of God. It's easy for me to... You know, I'm surrounded here to be able to confess Christ and, and oh, see how I love Him. But out there when men are doing all the things that, that sin causes men and men to do, to stand up and be counted, no, I will not participate. I'm a Christian. I will not stoop to this sin. I'm confessing Christ. He's my Savior. God help all of us. You're a lovely audience. You're a beautiful audience. And I thank the Lord for all of you. 
Now what should be coming tonight, and these girls said they're coming back tonight to hear John's going to preach for us. And I want you to come and hear Brother John preach. I know we might even get him a margarita to sing us a song in Spanish. That could be, but we could get to do that. I, don't, don't you suppose? Maybe they'll, they're just kind of laughing at me now, but maybe they'll come in and sing a song in Spanish. But listen, I want to go back once again to the song that Michael Gannett did. Maybe I'm saying this morning, was there another one? That was, talk to my father, you know, I'll tell Jesus. So, let's talk to different words and get everybody to talk to the Father. We love you for that. All my mistakes.